Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals end their four-game losing streak, avoid the sweep in Atlanta with a 3-2 win, mostly on the back of Steven Strasburg, Doghouse. Four and one and eight starts before today. Three four two ERA. Three eighteen FIP. Uh, two point seven three walks per nine. Eight point two OK per nine and fifty two and two thirds this season. A four scoreless on sixty one. Forty eight strikes at that point. Six Ks. Six scoreless on eighty pitch. Eight up to eight Ks. Just two hits allowed. Uh, third hit starts the seventh. Nick Markakis stranded at second three outs later though. Ninety three pitches. Nine Ks and in seven innings. A walk and a single in the eighth, though, and a two-run double by Danzy Swanson made it a close game, 3-2 Nats. They had to go to the bullpen at that point, which we'll get to in a minute, but just sticking with Steven Strasburg's start for now, his second double-digit K start of the season, uh, both of them against the Braves, the last one in April in Atlanta. Really looked dominant out there. Got in a little trouble as he, at the end as he approached 118 pitches, but uh, the best curveball I've seen in a while. He had the fastball command, just everything working today. One walk, 11 Ks, 118 pitches, 86 of them strikes. Yeah, uh, a, a great outing. And this, this is what uh, you know. You and me and, and Dave used to talk about uh, last year, the season before, when uh, – we were talking sort of about that false dichotomy between pitch to strikeout and pitch to contact. What, what you're really doing is you're pounding the zone. You're, you're painting the orders, uh, the corners, the top and bottom, uh, trying to challenge the hitters to swing. Cause if you've got the stuff, chances are they're going to make weak contact most of the time. So they don't swing. You get a strikeout. Maybe you can get some swing throughs. They do swing. You get a ball that's, that's pretty easy to play and it's going to end up being an out. And we saw that in spades tonight from Strasburg, and just with with extra strikeouts too, because it's it's Atlanta, and they're they're really not a very good offensive team this season, uh, especially with Freeman out of the lineup. So what do we got? We got 11 Ks. Okay, we got we got two runs there at the end. Uh, Strasburg was looking a little gassed there in the in the eighth, but uh, given all the the bullpen travails we've had in. Uh, this entire season, it's it's not surprising to see Dusty trying to ride him as far as he can go, but uh, just fantastic. Great fastball command, uh, some some great curveballs or uh, great uh, great changeups. Really made uh, Matt Adams look foolish, like like he just couldn't see the ball at all whenever he got a change. Uh, in fact, when when he faced Glover again later, he started him off with a change that he apparently couldn't see and just flailed at. Uh, but especially there was one of his several, I guess, three strikeouts of uh, of Dansby Swanson. He throws in three straight curveballs, all for strikes in different parts of the zone, and and Swanson just watched all three of them go by. I mean, th- this is this is what you get with a pitcher who's has good stuff and is having a good day, and and that was it was really really fun to watch. I, I just wish I'd seen more of the game. I, I caught about half of it on the radio. It was a good visual game because Strasburg just had them guessing all day. Uh, really good stuff. If you go back and watch it, just skip to the Strasburg innings because it was fun to watch. As good as Jaime Garcia was, but 11 Ks, uh, seven ground outs from the 29 batters he faced total on the day. Uh, wrote in our post game, Dusty Baker was talking last after the last game. Uh, Strasburg had 8.20 Ks per nine after the last game. That's down from 10.13, 10.96, 11.15 in the previous three seasons. But 
Baker said everyone puts emphasis on strikeouts, but you've got to get them out. It doesn't matter how you get them out. I don't pay attention to the strikeout numbers. I pay attention to how many guys he gets out, which is a good approach. Uh, are, are you surprised that the uh, strikeout total is being down? Uh, do you care either way, or you like Dusty Baker? And, and what do you think of Strasburg out at the stretch? Uh, we haven't really talked too much about it because it's been kind of a non-factor. Uh, he's just as good as he has been in previous years. doesn't seem to be affecting him that he's not using the windup anymore. And Braves announcers definitely noted today that his mechanics do seem kind of streamlined and seems to have accomplished what he wanted to do with making that switch. Yeah, and this is actually something that Bob and FP noted during the broadcast, uh, is that uh, it, it would seem like in previous seasons it would take him an inning or two to sort of get comfortable with all his pitches. Uh, and I, I think maybe part of that is with the, the more complex mechanics involved in the windup, just getting to a, a point where you're comfortable with it and with all your pitches on a given day takes a little bit longer than pitching out of the stretch where the motion's just it's a little bit simpler to execute and you, you can uh, get warm with it, get comfortable with it a little bit more quickly and a little bit more easily. Uh, it certainly doesn't seem to be affecting his, his movement uh, or his velocity, although you know, we can't really say from this season to last that they, there was that, that whole thing about how they changed where the radar gun is pointing, that the velocity numbers are slightly off, but you know, it, it's not like he's two or three miles an hour slower. So it, it, can't have affected him more by than a, a tick or two. It's, it still seems to be plenty hard enough to get to get uh, a lot of swing and miss and a lot of late contact. So Strauss is doing perfectly fine. And I, I personally believe that getting more strikeouts is the, a good way to get more outs without giving up runs. But whatever approach you get, ultimately the number that matters is the number of team wins. And the way you get to team wins is by getting more outs. And if he gets more outs by getting slightly fewer strikeouts and more weak contact because he's a dominant pitcher with good command, I'm all for it. Pitcher wins equals stupid. Team wins equals all that really matters in the end. Yes. Uh, even, you, know, you know Dusty Baker wanted to get Strasburg through that eighth, but he couldn't do it. Uh, one out walk is only walk of the game. Two out single after he struck out Brandon Phillips. Uh, Dansby Swanson with the double, as we mentioned, so he has to go to the pen at that point. The potential tying run at second. Coda Glover comes on. Really nice appearance by Glover. He strikes out Nick Markakis to end the eighth inning. Comes back out for the ninth for the four-out uh, four save. Uh, almost got himself in a little bit of trouble there. Matt Kemp with a single to start the inning. Matt Adams absolutely crushed the pitch inside, lined it right to first base, then covering first, of course, so catches the liner, steps on the bag for double play. Uh, Glover pops up Suzuki, and that's about it. Uh, I'm not surprised Glover's out there the way uh, Sean Kelly's been pitching since he came back and before he even went on the DL. But it looks like, uh, from what Dusty Baker said, Glover's going to be getting the save opportunities for the near future and had a lean on him for four outs today. But impressive outing, gave up the one hit, struck out one. Uh, where's his pitch total? 15 pitches to get through an inning in the third there and a little drama, but Glover gets the save in the end. Yeah. Double P double play to, to, to Zim. And then the pop out, I think was to Zim too. Uh, I, I think someone is, is owed at least a couple of packs of bubble gum there. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed that, 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 that line drive he caught, it almost looked like his glove was there in foul territory when he snared it, although he was clearly standing on the fair side of the line. Uh, 
I think even if Zim doesn't get that, that's probably a foul ball, just given by how the the, the ball usually uh, usually tails a little bit when uh, when a lefty pulls it over that close to the line. So uh, although that was a fortunate play, uh, and and as we always say, it is better to be lucky and good than good, and that was a good bit of luck there. Uh, Glover probably would have got another chance to get uh, to get a, something a little easier to play, or or even a strikeout. Uh, if Zim doesn't make that play. Um, a good outing, a gutty outing. Uh, he went right after, you know, uh, uh, good hitters as, as far as you find good hitters in the, the Atlanta lineup these days. Uh, came right into a tense situation, got a big strikeout. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought it was telling that uh, when he was uh, going for the, the put-away pitch, he, he didn't try for some off-speed, didn't try to get a chase. It was... Uh, Challenge pitch right in the zone, got a swing through in the out. So uh, whatever we might say about the failure to execute on some of uh, Glover's previous outings, I think he's showing here that uh, mentally it's not affecting him, that he's got a good approach and he's going to keep it consistent. And maybe some days it's not going to work, okay, but he looks like a guy that you can keep running out there and the, uh, the stress of the high leverage appearance doesn't get to him and doesn't change how he approaches things. Just to, to talk a little bit more on the idea of changing approach, I noticed uh, uh, an article about pitching high in the zone the other day on, on fan graphs that mentioned that among pitchers who are throwing more high strikes this season, Blake Trinan has the highest increase in terms of throwing more high strikes. And I think a, uh-huh. a lot of his bad outcomes so far this season have come from trying to pitch up in the zone instead of staying with his strengths and the approach that's worked for him in previous seasons, which is pitching low in the zone. So if uh, Glover's a guy where his role will not affect how he pitches, and it was uh, Coco talked to him after the game, and he, he said words that were very close to, look, everybody relax, it's early, we'll be fine, on, on a question about the, the, the struggles in the bullpen, which I, I thought was – you know, just just the sort of thing you would want to hear from someone that you're you're counting on to to stay cool in a big situation. Uh, I'll tell you from the reaction on Twitter and on the comment section of our site, no one is staying calm at this point, no matter what they tell us to do. But <laughs> they they got it done today. Strasburg gave them all that they could. Uh, Coda Glover closed it out. Uh, the Nationals came into the game with a 315, 382, 545 line uh, against left-handers this season. Good for first, first, and first across the line in the National League. Uh, just managed seven hits, three runs, one earned, uh, two runs, uh, two errors, I should say, led to the second and third runs they scored. But Daniel Murphy with another home run for the third run of the game, first run of the game, third run overall, two for four today, eight for 20, three home runs in his last four games on the road trip. Really good uh, showing by Daniel Murphy in Atlanta, one of the only ones, I guess, who really had a good offensive uh, weekend over there. But uh, golfed one out the other night. Today, just absolutely crushed one all the right field. Just keeps on hitting, keeps on sending him out there. Uh, what's he up to on the year? Uh, 327, that middle of the order, just brutal. 349, Harper, 362, Zimmerman, and 327, Murphy. Uh, the only one with a multi-hit game today and that big blast early to get the Nationals started when they were – with the threat of a sweep today, uh, nice to come out and get that big home run early in the second. Yeah, who would have thought, you know, even looking 
at how this lineup performed first couple of weeks of the season that we'd be sitting here in in May, you know, shaking our heads that that Murph is finally coming out of his slump and getting up into the you know the low 300s after hitting a few home runs, you know, as as the bum in the lineup, you know, who isn't even over 350. Uh, there's there's a lot of talent in this lineup, and they've been very hot so far this season. You know, they're they're coming back down to earth a little bit just because. You know, the the luck is not constant, but the good is constant. And Murphy is a good hitter. He's a, a thoughtful hitter. He thinks a lot about how to be better, uh, is always making improvements. And I, I think what's potentially very important and very helpful for the Nats, he's always talking to everyone else about hitting and just hitting as, as a science, as an art, uh, whether you believe in the uppercut and the fly ball revolution or you make jokes about, you know, lasers and computers like Zim does and are just glad to be healthy. I think that awareness of what you're doing in hitting and getting into the habit of trying to think ahead, what's working for me now? What are they going to do to me? What am I going to do to them? I think having someone there to always be spurring that discussion is, uh, is something that's very helpful. And, and maybe this is some sort of, you know, clubhouse intangible thing that Murphy might be bringing to the team that's helping everyone else. You know, let's, let's hope so. Just looking at Jason Worth, uh, 0 for 4 today with a K. I was going to ask you about Matt Wieters and the fact that he seems to sit a lot, but obviously a day game after a long night game last night or an afternoon game that stretched into night. I am a little bit surprised that Wieters sits as much as he has so far, but I kind of trust Dusty Baker to get him through there. But just looking at Jason Worth up to a 287 average now. Uh, this is the last year, obviously, of the seven-year 126 uh, contract he signed in the nation's capital. Uh, any thought in your mind about bringing Jason Worth back for another year? You're obviously not going to give him the 20-plus million that he's making this year uh, if you bring him back, or at least I would hope. But uh, from what you've seen so far, do you think there's any chance the Nationals go out and sign him to another one- or two-year deal, one year with an option, just to bring the veteran back, or do you think they move on from him after this year? Uh, obviously, we're early in the season to be judging him overall at this point, but like what I've seen so far from Jason Worth and even, even some improvements out there in left, which we've kind of beat him up about uh, over the last couple of years. Now, I mean, he's he's doing well here in a contract year for him, but if Michael Taylor doesn't turn out to be a mirage over the rest of the course of the season. And with Adam Eaton coming back and Victor Robles waiting in the wings, even with the potential departure of Harper, I don't, I don't think I really see a position for, uh, for worth in the lineup, you know, in the, in the next, next season. Uh, I, I like worth and I, it would be nice if they could keep him on the team, but I, I honestly think that, you know, he's, he's going to go make 10, $15 million somewhere DHing. Um, I, I don't think the Nats would be willing to pay him what it would take to get him to stay. And I, I don't think it would be worth it for the Nats to, to pay him that, you know, much, much as I'd like worth uh, as, as a player uh, aside from that. As much as I like him as well, uh, unless he's in a player coach role, I think someone's going to be willing to pay him more than the Nationals probably will to bring him back. I tend to agree. And, uh, he's still, I don't know, he still looks like he's got a couple of years in him at this point. I uh, just turned 38 yeah. yesterday, so impressed by what he's been able to do this season. And, and you know, a guy like that, uh, twilight of his career, to use a cliche, but he, you know he wants another run before it's all over. So hopefully the Nationals can get him there. 26 and 17 after the win today. 
a day off tomorrow, which I'm sure we can all use, especially with the West Coast trip coming up next week. But up next, the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday night, Seattle and San Diego this week. Uh, Nats Nightly is sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Enjoy your day off tomorrow, sir, or at least day off from baseball, and I'll talk to you Tuesday night. <laughs> Go Nats. Is it time for Twin Peaks yet? <laughs>